Get your ass in gear. It's time for TM5 Track Talk. Boogity, boogity, boogity. You have speed by Macchiato. I'm going to drive and I'm going to go fast and I'm going to turn to the left hand again. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. And Rubin's son is racing. Well, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning and I piss excellent. I like to take that finger and jam it right his rear end, I'll tell you that. I got run over a bug-eyed dummy, I guess. I'm not surprised about anything. Congratulations. You don't chew big red, then f*** you. Here's your host, Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgway. Lights out in the way we go with another fantastic edition of TM5's Track Talk. As always, I am Bryce Sparling, joined by two co-drivers today. I got Mr. Matt Ridgway here and special guest, star of the Morning 5 and star of the new podcast, Inside the Teepee, Mr. Billy Lindahl. Billy Lindahl joining us here on our opening episode of the 2024 season for track talk matt let's get to you first man how has the week and a half off season been for you this year <laughs> man it's felt every bit of a week and a half <laughs> I, I i i'm all in and while i'm all in i have the mentality of being all in so i don't think about how short the off season is but one day i'm gonna look back at this window of my life when i did this travel job and wonder what i was thinking and why the NASCAR season is so long, but I won't be the one to complain about it while I'm doing it. Uh, I, I'm in the headspace of I'm all in. So if the season had started what two weeks after Phoenix, uh, I would have still been all in. So I'm ready to go. Uh, I don't think anybody is more excited or less prepared than I am, Bryce. What, what do you do in the offseason? What is it? Because you're an at the track guy. You're a you're a Thursday through Sunday, Friday through Sunday type at the track dude working on the tires, making sure the rubbers are correct and not going to explode. What do you do in the off season um, other than try to enjoy time off with your family? Uh, well, first of all, I'll preface this statement by saying I work for a company that really prioritizes family time for the road crews. So for the entire month of December, I was off. I was on one 31-day vacation. I took, I had two weeks of vacation to start December, a week of personal time that I had not used during the season, and then Stuart Haas Racing closes its doors on the week between Christmas and New Year's, leaving me with a complete month straight off work. Uh, so that was nice. I spent a lot of time with family uh, during the holidays. That was that was great. As far as the last three weeks of November, before um, Thanksgiving weekend and the first all of January, uh, I built a new generator. I posted on Facebook. You may have seen, uh, for those that don't have my Facebook, basically a, a qualifying and tech cart to follow our car. It has jacks, jack stands, uh, jack handles. It has wheel guns, all the templates and stuff we need for NASCAR uh, to roll through tech and qualifying. It has a generator to keep our car powered up and the battery running and the engine warm while we roll down pit road waiting for qualifying so it's basically an all-in-one cart that follows the car everywhere we go so if you see us at the track this year um look for the car staged on pit road pre-race of stuff the uh the cart that you will inevitably see next to and or behind the car uh, is what i spent the entire off-season building uh basically from scratch from the ground up so it's like y'all's version of bb8 is what you're telling me yeah, 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 kind of. It's a, it's an all-purpose everything cart that is always with the car or on pit road with us. Sweet. Okay, an all-purpose uh, car. 
Uh, like I mentioned before, we also have another special guest today. We have Mr. Billy Lindahl. I would say probably a NASCAR expert. Um, I'm not sure Absolutely. if there's any NASCAR or or racing in general. Uh, Nobody that more qualified. Yeah, Nobody. yeah. Very, very comes highly qualified and highly recommended. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> You're here to babysit. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to moderate. It is Matt, election Matt, season. Matt made it very abundantly clear that he said you run this company and you haven't been on all of your podcasts. What is wrong with you? So I. have Figure I got to throw myself in here one once every one in a while. I like the idea. I like the idea of bringing fresh meat into the uh, into the NASCAR podcast. Um, oh, D- Daniel Snyder mentioned he wants you to come on uh, inside the TP with us. I'm yeah, I'm fine with that. I'll come in there and argue about how Sean Murphy is not as uh, good as y'all make him out to be. I'm fine with that. I'll I'll come on there and argue at that point all night long. Y'all do that. Uh, but on this racing podcast that we rarely talk about racing, oddly, we should change the name to t- the tangent. Uh, Matt and I have said that multiple times. The whatever uh, we feel like. Yeah, the, the whatever we sort of feel like talking about that week. And sometimes motorsports. <laughs> That's what it should be called. And sometimes motorsports. That should be the name of the podcast. Uh, let's get to uh, let's get to NASCAR and and some team changes. Uh, we're going to start off with SHR. We're going to start off with your team, Matt. Uh, Harvick and Eric are out. Josh Berry and Noah Gragson are in. Have you got to work uh, much with either one of Josh Berry and Noah Gragson? And if you have, what have your interactions been with them uh, now at Stuart Haas Racing? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. Um, I've talked to Noah a little bit. Just uh, I've kind of fall in the same age bracket as Noah, and kind of all of the the younger guys in NASCAR have seeming like we kind of congregate whenever we're waiting to get in the gate because nascar is uh if the gates garage doesn't open till nine o'clock you will be standing there at the gate at eight fifty nine kind of thing okay uh, so we kind of congregate there's we're always in a crowd um and so that that's when everybody that's kind of the social hour that's when you hear all the rumors of what's happening in nascar what sponsors are going where and everything um and so i've i've talked to noah in that setting before haven't really talked i had talked to him ironically enough the last time i talked to him was the richmond test that we did uh the week before kansas which is the weekend where his career took a hard right turn out of left field um so i i talked to him the last day that he was in that 43 car for legacy uh just because there were what five teams at the track that day so it was a and it is a test is a lot more laxed atmosphere. Nobody's, it's not a competitive thing. Everybody's, first of all, doesn't really want to be there, but everybody's got a job to do. So it's a, a more laxed atmosphere. I talked to Noah then. I haven't spoken to Josh Berry in my life. Um, I've seen him around. He's been at the shop a lot, which that's good. You want to see, you know, those guys have been present at the shop. My lack of interaction with them is not a... Uh, uh, indicative of their lack of presence. We had drivers in the past be nowhere around the shop ever. Um, I won't name names, but yeah, you know, it doesn't. You don't have to venture too far to guess who may have never been around. Um, <clears throat> so I will say to Josh and Noah's credit, they have spent a lot of time in the shop uh, with their respective teams trying to get ready for the season. 
so that's good to see. It's it seems like the atmosphere at SHR uh, is a positive. You know, it you don't nobody wants to lose a surefire Hall of Famer and say what you want about Eric, but the dude was a solid race car driver. Um, when he was in, when Stuart Haas had great equipment, he was running great. I mean, um, he should have. He was in contention to win several races. Hell, this year at Martinsville, people forget he was leading with 20 laps to go with his second to last race of the of the year. He could have mentally checked out easily. He knew where he was going. We knew he was going to Gibbs Xfinity, probably May of last year, June. Uh, we knew that he was calling it a a full time Cup Series career and headed to a, a part-time deal where he could be competitive and spend more time with his family. A win for Eric. Everybody's happy for him. But that dude could have mentally checked out as soon as they missed the playoffs, and he gave it his all right down to the end. So say what you want about his career results uh, or that he only had that ride about because he had sponsorship, um, but the dude was a good race car driver. So certainly it hurts to lose a Hall of Famer and a, a solid competitive dude, um, but with Josh Berry and Noah coming in and we still have Paris, I think, you know, and the same for Briscoe, really it's four guys who have had to really grind through some adversity in their careers to get where they are now and certainly are not taking it um, for granted to, to be on this stage at this level. Um, so it, now it's, I think we have the, the right attitude. We just have to find the results as an organization that, we didn't have last year. A couple of things real quick. Uh, Josh Berry is, he's the betting favorite right now to be the rookie of the year, isn't he? Uh, based on probably default. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what other rookies there are this year. Um, he may be competing alone in that class. Uh, that's Zane Smith, Carson Hossiver. Hossiver. Yep. Most far. Uh, I tell you what, Carson Hosovar is gonna. If there's, if you want to bet against uh, er, Josh Berry, I almost said Eric Berry. We're now we're on a college football podcast or NFL football <laughs> or high school. I played uh, against that against, against that guy in high school football. Did you? Yeah, he put up about six million yards on us and thirty five touchdowns in one game. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, if you want to bet against Josh Berry uh, for competition for Rookie of the Year, look at Carson Hosovar. A insanely talented, kind of a dart without feathers, but if he can find some feathers and gather it in and not piss the entire NASCAR field off. If you remember Bryce last year, we talked about uh, what's old old kid's name? Uh, Ty Gibbs. Gibbs. Ty Gibbs. Yeah, how the entire garage just <laughs> honestly has no respect for Ty Gibbs. Yeah. They, do, they do not respect him as a competitor uh, because of his shenanigans. Uh, Carson Hosovar may be a 2.0 of that. So if he can avoid pissing off the entire cup garage, which will blackball you out of the sport, um, he he has a shot to be probably rookie of the year. Zane Smith, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe. I wouldn't. I, think, I, I don't think so. I, I think Hosevar and Josh Berry are a little bit more honed at their craft than Zane Smith. Maybe Zane has an argument for the most raw talent. Um, but jumping from the truck series, skipping Xfinity straight into cup, um, just as far as racecraft and situational awareness and not making rookie mistakes, uh, I would I would say Josh Berry is right to be the betting favorite for rookie of the year, but I, I wouldn't mind. If you wanted to make an argument for Carson Hosovar, I would certainly be inclined to listen. 
I, I would I would probably go Carson Hosovar, honestly. If, if with my soft earned dollars, I would probably go Carson Hosovar. Um I love Josh Berry though. I think Josh Berry's gonna do well this year. I just I don't I, I don't know I don't know what SHR is gonna bring to the track, to be honest with you, man. Like, you know, like like last year at the super speedways and the short the short tracks, super competitive. Um a, a great car at, at the super speedways and the short tracks. It was just those you know, mile and a half tracks. Everything that, else, yeah, everything else that just it, it was it was a tough run um, for uh, for him last year, and you know, but SHR is a much a much much more cemented brand and race team than Spire Motorsports. So that's something y'all have going on, you know, um, and the the talent that y'all have uh, at the Cup Series is quite a bit better than Spire has this year. So. I don't know, man. We'll we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, if I, if I had to put some soft earned dollars down on rookie of the year, I would probably go with Carson Hosovar. And that kind of fades into the next topic: Spire Motorsports, Carson Hosovar, and Zane Smith, two rookies, uh, join Corey LaJoy uh, at that team this year in the in the Cup Series. Yeah, Spire's growing though. You you mentioned that you know Spire and Stuart Haas are not on the same plane and. Uh, while I, I, as a Stuart Haas employee, would hope that's the case, um, there's certainly no denying that Spire, uh, through their alliance with Trackhouse, um, now, for those that don't remember, Trackhouse is set to buy Spire, I'm really, or did buy Spire, but Spire's still competing as Spire, uh, while, no, okay, so Spire bought somebody's charter the 78 charter and they are leasing it to Trackhouse, so it will run as a spire motorsports car but it is all track house zane smith is a track house driver and track house employees it's a whole i i don't i think it's dumb how you can do this in motorsports but it's kind of the wild wild west it's Motorsports is what college football is becoming of these uh it <laughs> really is bizarre no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just this company is actually this company under some other company's name and it sounds like the government operating um, <laughs> without checks and balances so, um, <clears throat> but yeah so Spire uh, as a whole on the upswing for sure um, I've, I'm, I wouldn't write them off as being competitive uh, not just for overall wins but, but maybe for playoff uh, contention with any of their drivers. Uh, Corey LaJoy said the other day that if they didn't make the playoffs, he would consider the season a disappointment. And that's big talk from a guy that drives at Spire, but honestly, it's pretty realistic and it shows you where their mindset is. Yeah, the Corey LaJoy wouldn't be one of my top picks to make the uh, to make the playoffs, but might be wrong. Might be wrong there. Just not right now. Preseason wouldn't be one of my top picks. Uh, to be uh, thinking about that. Do what? By the way, be thinking about that. By the way, why Corey uh, LaJoy make the playoffs? Oh, uh, yeah, the playoff picks. I, I'm it, later on in in our in the segment with me. I've got. I need your final four and your cup favorite. Oh Ooh. wow! Uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm throwing that out there now, so you guys could think about it for a second. <laughs> that is uh, that is going to be tough. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, next one, we got RCR, Daniel Hemrick in again in the RCR seat. Yeah, what else is new? <laughs> um, this, this guy, 
comes and goes from that organization. Uh, like he just bounces between Junior Motorsports and RCR for, uh, I don't know. I think he's had a brief stop at Gibbs. I, I don't remember where he was last year. But, oh, did he really? Uh, I you, think so. Oh, look, you might be right. I, I'd forgotten if he rode with Gibbs. That's one of those names that it, he's always somewhere. You're like, <laughs> yeah. But I, I could never tell you where. <laughs> uh, yeah, he filled in for Gibbs. <laughs> last year? Yeah, last year. All right, there you go. I forgot so, about that, dude. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I said, not a. Uh, he's always somewhere. I rarely can tell you where. And he's not a bad uh, racer. Like he, he at least competes in most of the stuff that he's he's in. At uh, least what what RCR car is that? Is that Xfinity? Um, boop, 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 boop. there's I, no I, way that's Cup because they've got yeah Cup Series. Yeah, that's uh, got to be the the third. Uh, excuse me. The he'll part, he'll drive. The uh, College Racing announced that Hemrick will drive the 31 this year, full time in Cup. Okay, so that's not RCR. Not. Uh, I thought I thought he was with R. Can you? I thought he was with RCR in. Thought he Xfinity. Had yeah, that's what I was thinking. No, RCR has a third car. They run the 62 every once in a while, but it's oh, and they're gonna run that um, uh, that Australian V8. Oh, car. supercar! I can't, I can't remember that guy. I can't remember his name. Oh, um, uh, drives the Coca-Cola car in the Australian V8 series. He crap. ran the Brickyard. Yep, the the backwards Brickyard 250 uh, <laughs> the last year. Brickyard 250. <laughs> and he crashed on the last lap of practice, and they had to stay and rebuild that car all night long. I, I know who you're talking about. I forget. Um, uh, I cannot remember his name. Anyways, yeah, and that guy's coming back to do do more races this year. So yeah, um, he'll be with Colleague. I thought for some reason I don't know why I thought it was RCR. It's uh Colleague Racing. Um, he'll drive the he'll drive the thirty one this year. I, he's he's everywhere, man. Henrik Henrik just pops up like, he's, yeah, he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. Pither or Brody Gostecki? No, Brody Gostecki. Oh. Brody Gostecki. That was my second guess. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Of course, Brody yeah. Gostecki. Brody could forget. Brody Gostekinberg. That guy. Yeah. Oh God! Don't start with this. <laughs> uh, Legacy Motorsports. John Hunter Nemechek, and they changed to Toyota. They do, and that is, and that's probably the biggest wild card in the garage, uh, because they've had Eric Jones, and Eric Jones is a talented race car driver. Remember, he seemingly wins Darlington out of nowhere every year, um, and that's a that's that's the drivers' drive. You find out who the drivers are in NASCAR at that track. Um, yeah, so they get a big, big funding jump uh, in Legacy. They've have a not a lot of new additions over there. I know quite a few guys that. Uh, found their way to Legacy Motorsports this offseason. Formerly Petties, for those who forgot or don't know, um, Jimmy Johnson bought in, rebranded as Legacy Motorsports MC. Um, I'm sorry, Legacy Motorsport MC. Yeah. There's no motorsports. Jimmy Johnson will call you out on Twitter slash X over that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Mot- yeah, so, Motor Club. So Gotta say the whole thing. Motor Club in, Yeah. Legacy Motorsport and oh, Motor Club. Yeah, there you go. No, Singular. it's just Legacy Motor Club. Yeah, it's just Legacy yeah, it's Motor Club. Legacy. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're all messed up. <laughs> Legacy yeah, see, Motor Club. I'm sorry, Jimmy Johnson. Please don't at me. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Legacy MC. I know 
quite a few guys over there this year. Uh, Mike Carchi <laughs> from last year actually uh, left the 41 car to go over to Legacy. Really? One of yeah, one of three positions we uh, we had more turnover than we thought we were gonna in the off season. We had um, two guys. What uh, I don't even know where one of them went. One of them went to Trackhouse slash Spire, uh, and that we replaced with another mechanic. And then, so our, that was our interior and rear end and underneath guy last year, uh, Clint. He left to go to Spire slash sp- uh, Trackhouse. Track I don't. House. I'm not sure. I think he's the Trackhouse employee working at Spire. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. Um, like a leasing then, agent. Yeah, yeah our uh, our car chief Tony Cardamone, that's been at uh, Stewart Haas Racing for ten years, all the way back to the 2014 championship season with Kevin Harvick, uh, had been the car chief on the 41 since hell Kurt Busch was driving it. So I mean, uh, that was a big get for Legacy to uh, to pull him out of SHR. Um, but happy for him. Still have a really good relationship with him. Uh, I So circling the wagons all the way back to our original topic. Legacy Motorsports with the change to Toyota. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. And, Legacy and Motor Club. Motor yeah, Club. whatever, man. Uh, I'm just going to call it Legacy. Listen, I don't want Jimmy uh, Johnson pissed <laughs> off at us, all right? I don't want to have yeah. to deal with a 5'3 angry man, okay? Let's, all right? <laughs> Dude, he's so small. Uh, he's not uh, Austin Dillon small, but he's tiny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, Legacy MC Motor Club Sports Place with Field. Toyota. Probably the biggest wild card in the back of my mind going into the season as to what they're going to look like. And, you know, like you said, Eric Jones pops up every now and then. They're going to have John Hunter Nemechek, and they're also going to have Jimmy Johnson, who's going to race on a limited schedule this year. Uh, he's going to do Daytona 500, Texas, Dover, Kansas. Uh, the Coke 600 at Charlotte, Brickyard 400, uh, Kansas, Vegas, and Phoenix. Um, that's a racist. Yeah, that's that's a lot more than just part time. So, the uh, the Legacy Motorsports Soccer Club will have uh, Jimmy Johnson <laughs> <laughs> racing for him uh, on on a limited schedule. You think he's got a shot to win any of those, man? No, I do not. Um, <laughs> possibly the Daytona 500. Um, just because anybody can win that. Obviously, all these tracks he's really good at. Of course, I can't really name any tracks that Jimmy Johnson was not good at. Um, but Indianapolis, he has lots of wins. He has more than one win at every one of these tracks. Uh, but no, I, I think Father Time has passed Jimmy Johnson by... Uh, I'll be surprised to see him competitive in any of these. That's what a quarter of of the races that he's he's working. Uh, no, a quarter. Thirty six. So he's got nine of them, right? <sighs> yeah, I, I guess that's what he said. Did you say yeah, the All Star race? No, he's no, not. I guess he's not eligible for the no, All Star. Eligible for the All Star. I bet if he wins one of them, he'll race the All Star race. Because who doesn't want to run North Wilkesboro? Um, I'm still I'm still thinking about going up there this year, man. I'm really really considering it. You should do it. I'm telling uh, you, it's it's a the atmosphere is was awesome. Just the the racing I know not great. Um, well, the racing the, was the, fine. The, I don't understand I, what everybody was upset about. I wasn't well. I was upset because we didn't make the race. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of sucked. That, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a personal vendetta against the the race itself. 
Uh, I, I mean, Kyle, did Kyle Larson not lead the whole thing start to finish and lap the field? Yeah, I think I, so. Yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah. But I hey, was, that's, that's yeah. racing. That's racing. I know. I know. I know. You are yeah. preaching to the choir, brother. I am not. <laughs> I do not care. I have reiterated this so many times on this podcast. I do not care if that you were entertained by a race or not. It is a competition. Sometimes competitions are ass whippings. I'm totally fine with that. Yep. But I know a lot of people overall were disappointed with the quality of the show. That It was more of the atmosphere, the event itself that made it. And it should be. That's what a race should be. A race should be the entire event, the atmosphere, the prestige. It should not be about the, did, did, was it a door-to-door finish uh, you know, at the yeah, line because yeah. you can you can appreciate an ass whipping just as much as you can a, a nail biter, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, a race is a race, and however it turns out, it's a story. It's not a script, and it shouldn't be a script, and it shouldn't be predictable. And sometimes stories aren't the most interesting story you've ever read. Doesn't mean you know you're worse for having read it. So, and, and sometimes people that are watching it can't read, so they don't really care about the story that's being written, anyways. So, no, I'm not, I'm not touching that one. I mean, you know, I've, I've got a career here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another team change this year: Marco Andretti will run 13 ARCA races in seven NASCAR truck races. ARCA, you'll remember, is the Menards cars from last the year. Menards, yes, that's correct. The Menards um, cars. Great. Uh, I don't know anything about the ARCA series. Is Frankie Munez still in the ARCA series? I believe so. Dude, I, I want to say he won it last year. No, he didn't win it. Oh, he didn't? Uh, no. Uh, he was in contention for a while, but he really didn't have funding uh, that that you would expect somebody with that amount of star power. <laughs> it's, it's rare that you get former A-list celebrities <laughs> in uh, any racing series. I guess... Uh, he finished oh, fourth. I, yeah, but but I'm just with the yeah. with the. I mean, they he missed races because of lack of sponsorship. That's crazy, so, dude. I mean, they just couldn't get the funding together to get the car out there, and he missed. They, you know, that's points on the board for what they thought was going to be a a run at a championship possibility. Um, so yeah, just crazy to me that I mean they had what hair club for men and Ford, but that's it. I mean, and Ford isn't gonna pay for all of the races um uh, jesse love jesse love Je- won it yeah. yeah oh yeah he won dude he won like 17 of the 20 races yes yes he did he yeah. was the it max for stopping of of, of yeah. the menards cars last year yes he was yeah. and i'm not i think he moved up to the truck series did he uh i, I don't know this isn't a truck series podcast uh, <laughs> I don't, we're not um, even sure what the hell kind of podcast it is to be honest with you at this point yeah I mean, it's the it's the sometimes motorsports podcast <laughs> It's, um, it's yeah, I, I don't, I don't know really anything about ARCA. I don't think we're doing an ARCA race this year. Of course, we did one last year and won it. You was gonna say you won it, didn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, we did two extracurricular races last year and won both. We did a well and modified uh, at Martinsville, won it, and we did the. Wait, is it pronounced Wellen? Wellen? Yeah, it's Wellen. I've been pronouncing it wrong my entire life. I thought it was Wheelan. I, I mean the breaking news. I mean, Bryce is pronouncing stuff wrong. Wow, <laughs> not not on purpose too. Like that was an actual me. I should transition us into our next topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the next uh, the next guy, uh, Shay. Is it Shane? I thought it was Shane. Is it Shave? Well, you have Shave in the show notes. Ah, it's close enough. Whatever. Uh, Shave Van <laughs> Gins- Ginsbergen. Ginsbergen. Yeah, we're we'll calling him Cheeseburger. 
that's fine. Yeah, he he uh, along with the entire NASCAR Xfinity series, he's going to race the entire NASCAR Xfinity series this year. Thirty three races with Colleague Racing. Uh, he will run some ARCA season opener at Daytona for the Menards cars uh, with Pinnacle Racing Group, as well as seven Cup Series starts for Trackhouse. This guy showed last year that. He's he's pretty good behind a wheel, man, and I don't think it's gonna be very long until we see him as a full time participant in the Cup Series. Oof, loaded. Uh, he's really competitive behind the wheel of the Chicago Street Course in a Cup that nobody in a Cup car that everybody's learning for the first year and on a track that nobody's driven. Sounds like you hate uh, the guy. No, not at all. Um, I actually thought that was awesome that some that the story it made so many people mad that he showed up and won a cup series race it did that i think i like the more mad at something people are the more intrigued i am by it it's just i don't know it's just my nature um but i thought it was an awesome story that bro just showed up and won a cup series race like it was no big deal uh granted he had a lot i've probably never in the history of the world has anybody showed up to their first cup series race and had more things go in their favor a track that nobody had ever driven on brand new if anything it favors his style from his you know uh he's raced on street courses in the australian v8 series so he's used to that kind of environment he's used to a v8 with a sequential um uh, gearbox like he we raced in the rain for those who forgot about the 13 inches of rain that fell on chicago in that weekend um by the way, more rainfall in a 72-hour period than in recorded Chicago history. That's nuts. Uh, thanks to NASCAR coming. NASCAR comes to your city, it will effing rain. <laughs> At least last year. Uh, certainly what it felt like. But yeah, so we had rain. Uh, guys raced in the rain. A lot of NASCAR, NASCAR Cup drivers don't have that much rain racing experience, say for AJ Allmendinger and... Uh, some of those road course expert guys but yeah so nobody's probably ever showed up and had more things in their corner against the field than he did but that still doesn't make it easy the guy went out there and absolutely killed it drove a perfect race uh took the lead what with like three laps to go or something yeah so um just uh, uh, what an awesome story that was last year i i don't know who could be mad about it but you know, it's NASCAR, so it, it, people will be mad about it, regardless of what it is. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how competitive he'll be on the ovals. It'll take certainly uh, all the advantage that he had at Chicago now swings back uh, to the, the momentum of the field with these races. Interestingly enough, though, uh, the reason he's doing the ARCA race is because to qualify to be eligible for the NASCAR Xfinity series in Daytona, you have to have stock car experience at Daytona. You cannot, you and I, Bryce, cannot buy an Xfinity ride at Daytona. What about and a truck be eligible ride? To, I don't know. Uh, probably. Oh. <laughs> probably a different Hop story. Hop on it, pal. Um, <laughs> but that's the reason. And ironically enough, the ARCA race is the same day. So he will run the ARCA race the same day he will attempt to qualify and or run the Xfinity race at, at the same track. Good so, Lord, that's 700 uh, miles in one day just in racing. Yeah. Yep. Wow. going to be a busy day for him. Holy smokes. 
That'll be uh, that'll be quite a bit. I'm excited to see what he does in, in ovals as well, man, because, yeah, he came out and and uh, looked really good at, at Chicago. That's really uh, do you have any? Uh, that's really the big team changes that I had. I don't know if we uh, if we missed any that you can think of off the top of your head for this year. None that are important yeah. that I can think. Of. I couldn't Austin find anything about Frankie Munez in 2024 either. Like, I don't. I, uh, I don't know. He's uh, not racing in the Menards cars. It doesn't look like. Did he get a truck ride? That, I say I, I that's what I was looking for, but I don't. I don't see him in the truck series. I don't know. It's possible. It's very possible, and we just okay. missed it. If he is, I'll be cheering for him. I love the truck races, man. You know me. That's truck races yeah. are my favorite. Um. Some some of the big changes that are happening around NASCAR uh, outside of team changes, I guess, is not really NASCAR related, but IROC series apparently that's making a return. Uh, well, uh, that's the rumor. Um, for those that don't know, the SRX series suspended operations. Yeah, I hate that. But, but the announcement came less than a day after the announcement that old uh, what's his face had bought the the naming rights to the IROC series. Oh, uh, Ray Evernham. Ray Evernham, yeah. yeah. So it was announced that Ray Evernham had purchased the the IROC brand, whatever that's worth, or however you go about buying a defunct series. Uh, and then, what, three days later, it's announced that XRX is shutting down with, you know, a to-be-determined, a kind of a cliffhanger announcement, um, announcing that it was ceasing operations, but that you know, it wasn't necessarily going away. Kind of, it kind it of weird. It was really weird. Yeah, yeah, it was a strange way to announce that. Yes. Um, so obviously, the rumor mill uh, ablaze with people connecting the dots there, to be determined on whether there are actually any dots to connect. Billy, you okay over there? You you you're hanging out? <laughs> Good, brother. Okay, I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation. All right, I didn't know if you had anything to contribute to the SRX series. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> He's a big SRX guy. Big yeah, SRX a, guy. No yeah, he even owns no the doubt. video games and everything. I'm sure he does. Um, oh, I forgot the video game. It's terrible. It's awful. Do oh, not buy it. I mean, it is. It, a, it was Motorsports Games, wasn't it? It's a, Yes, it was. It was a massive yeah, pile uh, of crap. That's all you need to know. <laughs> uh, um, I'm excited about the IROC series returning. If it really does return to how it used to be, I, I that was one of my favorite series to watch, man. Back in the back in the 90s and like early 2000s when you have like Terry Labonte racing Buddy Lazier and you know all these other F1 guys and everything uh, I thought it was great I, I used to love the IROC series I was pretty sad when it went away and I'm hopeful that we'll see him return in 2024 I don't know how I don't know how they're going to do it I love the SRX series though but I guess I'm probably not a great litmus test to see if it's going to be good because I love any type of racing. I love motor. Hell, I watch the Goodwood Festival every single year. Like, I'm I'm probably not the people that are, they're trying to bring in and watch. They're probably trying to bring in the casual fan because I don't think there's many people like you and I that will watch just about any sort of motorsport. I mean, there most people aren't going to sit there and watch the 24-hour Daytona or the 24-hour Le Mans probably. Um, yeah. But I'm excited. I'm excited yeah, for the I High Rock Series to see what's going to happen and I don't think Ray Evernham has ever done something that hasn't been semi-successful. Um, controversial. Yeah. <laughs> that's and that's all I'm saying. Uh, I need to steer clear of that shit uh, very quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a powerful dude with a lot of money. Don't want to don't make him mad. 
of no. uh, qualifying changes this year for NASCAR. Uh, the top 10 shootout will remain the same, but what will change was the uh, group A that qualifies will set the outside top 10, outside row top 10, and group B, uh, outside of the top 10, will set the inside row. This way, if the uh, track kind of evolves over the day and gets better, the Group B drivers won't just stack, you know, 11 through 20 because the track was better for them than it was the Group A guys. So what they will do is sort of intermingle the time. So outside of the top 10, uh, the best Group A, 11 through whatever, will have the outside row. Outside the top 10 for Group B will have the inside row. That, that's a little bit of a, a qualifying change this year for NASCAR outside of the top 10. Top 10 shootout still remaining the same for qualifying. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have an opinion on this, other than it makes it easier just for me personally. Like that's the only reason I care about it, is because um, I'm tired of having to Google where we qualified for the times <laughs> that we missed the the top ten, the, the times that we missed the second round, uh, and we know we're not starting in the top ten. I would just wait an hour or so till NASCAR published it, and then I'd I'd Google where we qualified. Um, so this will help me out. Like if if we're in Group A. And we qualify sixth. I know we're starting. Uh, if we say we're sixth in Group A, I know we're starting eleventh in the race on the inside or outside row or whatever. So it, that'll be easier for me just to know where we qualified. Because I'm tired of getting a text from my dad asking me where we qualify, and I have no <laughs> idea. I'm on the way back to the hotel, and I have no idea where we qualified. Uh, I, I don't care. I don't know, pal. Uh, yeah, not uh, in the top ten. You'll find out. Yeah, you'll find not in the top ten. You'll find out when I do. Uh, <laughs> So it that's that's about all the opinion I have on this. Um, something else that changed this year that I forgot to put on the sheet. They're making the gas can smaller. They're going from uh, yeah, I heard that. yeah, they're that's going for Xfinity, right? Do what? That's just for Xfinity. Yes, yeah, just it for not? Xfinity. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, I think it's truck too. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I, um, it's the lower series though. It's not. They're going not to a smaller nine-gallon gas can in place of the existing eleven-gallon gas can. Uh, what I heard, and I don't know if this is true. What I what I read, and what I heard was this is the dumbest thing I think I've ever. If this is the truth, I I'm pretty pissed off. What I heard, the reason for this was was that people that were smaller in stature could be hired as gas can men. Uh, that sounds right because I had heard that as well, and the logic behind that is because. With the getting rid of non-competitive pit stops. Yep. But that's pit crews. So non-competitive pit stops were only in non-companion weekends. Non-companion weekends meaning that the Cup Series was at a different racetrack than the lower feeder series. So all obviously all of the, the quote-unquote athletes... Um, on your cup pit crews who normally do your Xfinity and truck races on a on a uh, mercenary sort of level you can basically you can uh, you and I Bryce are going to run a truck series but we want to be super competitive so we call up Joe Gibbs Racing and say hey we want the 11 pit crew your Denny Hamlin pit crew we, we want to hire them to pit our truck on Friday night so that our pit stops are competitive if not give us an advantage in the race um, so the way that works is, you know, you can hire non, you can hire pit crews, but obviously the pit crews uh, are going to be wherever the Cup Series event is because 
Joe Gibbs is not going to send their pit crews to Iowa from Sonoma for the Xfinity Series race there. Um, so with the getting, so NASCAR solved that issue by getting rid of competitive pit stops at non-companion races a couple years ago. So whenever the trucks and Xfinity Series were at a different track than the Cup Series, they would have a caution like they normally do. They bring everybody down pit road. They basically stop the action, let everybody make their pit stops, and there was no performance gained or lost on pit road um, during cautions. Now, green flag pit stops, I think, were a different story, but I don't really know because I don't pay much attention. Most of those so, races were structured to where they wouldn't have to have green flag yes. pit stops. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, anyways, NASCAR, I guess, decided to get rid of not of that. All of them. Uh, yeah, to make got... the competition more about the competition. That's the correct decision in my personal opinion. It's an odd decision um, from NASCAR. But but with that, they had to, you know, you're still not going to get the Cup Series pit crews at non-companion events. Uh, so you have to do something to open it up for the guys that are there. Um, so that your guys that are there typically in your trucks and Xfinity series are guys trying crew members trying to make it to the cup series or guys basically still holding on to, to whatever's left of their mechanic career. And, and you know, i not to, not, I don't say that disparagingly, no. um, but some guys, they, they're too old to do this at a competitive level of the cup series, but they don't want to be done. They enjoy what they do. Uh, and so they find a home in a truck series or Xfinity series where it's not as competitive as environment and it's more laxed and their experience really it helps the up and comer. So it, it works. It, it checks and balances itself. Um, but with that uh, comes, you know, the, a gas can is still 110 pounds full of gas between 97 and, and 110 pounds. Uh, and that, that's not easy for everybody to 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 lift and jacking a car doesn't get easier you know despite the the stop you know so this is just nascar trying to throw a bone to the smaller series of, of opening up the options for the teams uh with with the resources they have available were- i think it's i think it's the right move and i think it's really a non-story and it anything that nascar announces drives an emotional reaction um are you gonna see the difference in a gas can size on tv no I is it gonna affect the racing a little bit yeah because you're not gonna have the same fuel mileage you would but also the races are shorter so how much is that really going to affect the product you get i don't think very much but anything that nascar announces they're doing is going to get a charged reaction from people people are upset about this <laughs> i just think that's the that's more of the the world we live in than anything NASCAR can control. Uh, if if I were NASCAR, I totally understand why they did it. Um, but if I were NASCAR, I wonder why they wouldn't look at an F1 model. Like when F1 used to refuel their cars during races, it was just a hose hooked up to, I don't know, something. But it, yeah, I mean, it was basically cool. every series in the world is like that except NASCAR. Yeah, and, and I don't know why NASCAR wouldn't look at something like that. Like that would open the door to even more people like anybody could go out there and hook up a hose to a car and pump the gas in. They wouldn't have to carry anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, maybe something NASCAR looks at, but 
Yeah, that I think the the one thing is it might make for more pit stops for these things because they're only getting nine gallons of gas instead of eleven. Uh, it, it could, but at the same time, your races are shorter than cup races. True. So I don't know how much of a tangible difference you'll actually see. Uh, we got some schedule changes. The big one, the huge one, the massive one in NASCAR. The Brickyard is back, oh, baby. Um, Do what? I said the one we were waiting on. Yes, the one, the one that was rumored, the crown jewel, the Brickyard. Brickyard is back. Uh, and actually, I'm going to see when it is because i got to make plans to go up there. August 13th weekend. O- August 13th weekend. Let me write that down. I don't know. It was August 13th. It's on the same weekend. Um, I don't know. It, it's not going to be. It, I guess it's. It, I don't know. This is a leap year. I don't know dates. It's that weekend. August. That should be probably the second weekend in August. The 13th, 12th, 14th, something like that. Um, that will be the Brickyard. Uh, <clears throat> July 21st? No. Is it? That's what this... Hold on. This is ESPN. There's I don't, no way. I don't always trust ESPN. Let me go to NASCAR.com. Uh, I don't know. July about, 21st. But, okay. So, like I said, July 21st July weekend. 21st. I got a big... Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I got a little rant here for ESPN because this is what threw me off. It's July 21st. Do you know what ESPN has it listed as? No. The NASCAR what? Cup Series at Indianapolis. It's not the NASCAR Cup Series at Indianapolis. It's the Brickyard Damn 500. 400, excuse me. Four, 400. Yeah, 400. Yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, ESPN. <laughs> Quality coverage across the board. Oh, my goodness. That pisses me off. <laughs> they also have, no, but they have the Daytona as the Daytona 500. Yeah, because it is the Daytona 500. That's I hate ESPN. Yeah, you know so what it is? Super Bowl is racing? July 21st. That's Yeah, the Super Bowl of racing is the Daytona 500, right. but we don't call it that. 21st. There we go. ESPN does. Well. ESPN doesn't yeah. even care about NASCAR. I don't even know why I looked it up on ESPN. No, I I don't know what you're doing. Um, So the Brickyard's back. Uh, Atlanta moves back to the second race of the year as it should be. Thank God. Yep. I'm so... I, I mean, I say this like I've done this for years. The Going from L.A. to Daytona back to the West Coast was just, it was awful. I hated it. I know Atlanta's cold in February, or it could be tornadoes. You really have no idea. Um, but, but I'm so happy that after five days in Daytona, I can come home and, and, and basically go back home for a weekend to Atlanta. Um, and before I have to worry about a west, a miniature West Coast swing, it's nice to have a weekend back on the East Coast. That isn't, I mean, obviously Daytona's on the East Coast, but we're down in Daytona for five days, so it's a little bit of a different feel. Uh, I feel like I didn't see my family the entire month of February last year. It was all uh, West between, Coast stuff between LA five days in Daytona. And then three West Coast races. So I'm happy to have a uh, a weekend, a normal race weekend before a miniature West Coast swing. And uh, we already have our tickets purchased for the February 25th NASCAR race at Atlanta. Do you? Yes. Good. So, yes. so when's the get together? Whenever you want it to be. I'll be. So uh, what's stupid? You know, how am I going to go on a rant here? What's stupid is after five days in Daytona. We come to Atlanta, which is a 
quote-unquote restrictor plate track, a tapered spacer, call it whatever the hell you want, I don't care. Um, but with that format comes no practice. We will get down there, we will qualify the cars, and we will go racing on Sunday. So qualifying Saturday, racing on Sunday, zero practice. Common sense to me, Matt Ridgway says, we will have tech on Saturday morning, we will qualify on Saturday afternoon, and we will race on Sunday. But NASCAR, in their infinite wisdom, will hold tech on Friday. So we can come in a day early just to go through tech, to sit around for 16 to 22 hours in Georgia with nothing to do because there's no practice waiting to do one lap in qualifying and then wait another day to go racing on Sunday. Just who, who? That's all I want to know. I wonder, if, I wonder if they didn't have enough like employees to do it on Saturday because Saturday's got the Xfinity race and the truck race. I, I mean, I'd, we and qualifying. We do that all the time. That's weird. We, there are weekends where we have everything going on on Saturday. Like, especially, you would think it's easier to do tech on Saturday because you already have to have all the staff of the track for the companion series races. Just makes no sense. Like, I don't. I don't mind it because I, on that Friday, I'll put on my hat. Like, tech weekends, they suck because you miss a day with your family. Like, I could easily be in North Carolina with my family that Friday night rather than in Georgia doing just tech with the race car. But at the same time, tech days are advantageous for me as a tire guy because I get my entire allotment of tires for the weekend done on Friday. So it makes Saturday and Sunday super easy at the racetrack. So I'm not complaining about it like it's the worst thing in the world, but it's just like, I yeah, I give up a day with my family, but I also gain an advantage at the track just as far as time allotment goes. But at the same time, I don't mind the, the craziness that comes with same-day practice and qualifying as tech. Uh, just because I gain a day with my family. So it's, it's kind of like of a whatever pointless nations. Yes. I mean, whatever the situation, I'm going to put on my glass half full hat uh, and think, well, this makes my weekend easier or uh, I get an extra day with my family. Uh, but I just think it's dumb that after five days in Daytona, we go to a track on a Friday that we aren't even going to practice at. Like, I, I don't understand why we can't do tech and qualifying on Saturday at Atlanta and I don't know. Anyway, rant over. I'm happy Atlanta's back in the second week of the schedule. Uh, I don't know who was thinking what when they came up with the format for the Atlanta weekend, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, another big news that uh, it's not really news, I guess we would say, but uh, no more, no more dirt Bristol this year. Uh, bye. <laughs> not a, not a fan of dirt Bristol. I, just thought it was a gimmick i thought it was fun like easy weekend for me because you don't change like i think i had six sets of tires for the weekend it doesn't get easier for me as that as a tire professionally speaking and selfishly speaking as a tire guy it does not get easier than your bush clash your north wilkesboro your bristol dirt where you get four or five sets of tires for the weekend i'm done with those tires in less than an hour so but just the gimmick that that is Bristol Dirt, I'm, I'm not sorry to see it go. Did y'all 
you know the little thing where you burn off the rubber and check the wear and everything on like the normal tracks? Y'all didn't do that at Bristol, right? Nope. nope. There's so. no. There's no. We did not check the wear at Bristol. Yeah, I didn't, on the dirt. I didn't think so. Uh, All Star stays at North Wilkesboro. I'm super happy about this. I know people were complaining online about it in some forums and stuff that they probably didn't like this, but I, I was I was pretty excited about it. Well, they repaved it, so it's a whole different show. That's true. Mean, I forgot they repaved it. Yeah. Just take what you saw last year and throw it out. That's going to be whole, interesting. It's the same venue, same atmosphere. It'll be an entirely different race. Uh, and Iowa was added to the Cup Series schedule this year. It's going to be hot. I've heard Iowa is quite hot. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be 104 in Texas in October hot. I'm sorry, 114 in Texas October hot. Toasty. But it was... <laughs> Hottest, well, not the hottest I've ever been in my life. I have been to New Orleans, Louisiana, and I will never be hotter in my life or sweatier in my life than New Orleans. Um, but Texas was warm. I've so never I've been heard drunker than I was in New Orleans. And probably hotter at the same time. So you're probably know. sweating. On top of normal sweat, you're sweating alcohol. I missed, I missed, <laughs> the, I missed the football game. I went down there to go see. <laughs> it so, happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you you are not the only one with that same story. Yep, woke up the next day in a hotel room, uh, completely missed. Had tickets and everything, completely missed the game. Forgot about it. <laughs> Slept right through it. Anyways, Iowa. Yes. Uh, I wonder. I, I, cur- uh, you know, knowing me and Billy will be the same way. Uh, the second I found out we were going to Iowa, I started to wonder. I have not looked. I am still wondering. Excuse me, I have a congestion. I have a whole deal going on in my head right now, so apologies for the uh, the nasally sound. I'm struggling to breathe it sometimes, uh, but the show must go on. So you know, living in the South, we were 13 degrees last Sunday, and we're 68 is the high today. Nuts, dude! <laughs> I went from three layers while running to. Uh, no layers short and, and shorts while running uh, and, and my sinuses do not know what is going on with the, <laughs> this beautiful southern weather we have <laughs> so we're back to Iowa back to Iowa uh, again and back to Billy <laughs> uh, still wondering how far is the racetrack from the field of dreams because anything when I think of Iowa I think of field of dreams and baseball in a cornfield uh, and so I am super curious to know how far is the racetrack from the Field of Dreams and if I could get cro- cover that distance in that race weekend. Uh, I will tell you. Let me see if I can pull up the Field of Dreams in Iowa. And I, it is two and a half hours. So, no, um, that's out. Yeah, 159 <laughs> miles. Yeah, not happening. Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, yeah, Iowa Iowa Speedway is right outside Des Moines. Uh, also, that is the same weekend as the Knoxville Nationals, which is a big dirt event. Oh, really? Uh, and I have, I have had, um, I have been foretold already that uh, we, as the forty-one team, will spend a lot of time down at uh, Knoxville for that weekend. So check oh. out the dirt. Not not participating. Oh, just, uh, but Briscoe will race. Um, so the fourteen team will all be down there, and then I think 
the 41 will probably go in support. So. Sweet. Iowa, Iowa always produces really good um, IndyCar races. So, I, you know, that doesn't, does. that doesn't necessarily go mean it's going to be a good Iowa, NASCAR. Like they build grandstands for that race. Yeah, that, that race it's is huge. That. That's one yeah. of the better races in the IndyCar schedule. Um, yeah. Doesn't always mean that NASCAR is going to, you know, be good too. But uh, I guess we can uh, preview the Bush Light Clash as well since we won't be able to knock out a podcast next week. You'll be in the West Coast. Um, uh, yeah. Um, this time next week, I will be on a plane to LA. I'm going back to Cali. Going back to Cali. To Cali. Ironically to enough, Cali. Um, I this this job has afforded me a couple of insider opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, most people know that I, we got to do a private tour of the Kansas City Chiefs Stadium. Uh, I got to see old patty mahomes locker and i got to see where Brittany mahomes does all her tiktoks from oh, i can't Super stand excited. her oh, oh i got to see the the seat that taylor swift now occupies uh, the most <gasps> famous seat in america that every tv camera is on after every play God, I, I will never watch another kansas city chiefs broadcast in my life uh, for as long as i live uh, until sunday no, I won't do it. I, I won't. I will be watching the Rolex Twenty Four on Sunday, and I. You can text me who wins the AFC championship. That'll be over. The Rolex will be over by then. Oh, go Ravens! Uh, <laughs> the world's counting on you. Um, anyways, Friday afternoon, uh, I may have a uh, private tour of Lo- the Los Angeles Dodgers Stadium lined up. So. That would be cool. Why don't you take, why don't you really? take a why don't you take a paint yeah. right on the home plate right there? That's what I'd do. Yeah, well, it's I mean it's an iconic stadium. Obviously, I hate the Dodgers. Hate, hate, hate the Dodgers. As a lifelong Braves fan, uh, especially in the last five to eight years, what Billy, uh, it's probably how long that we've had a burning hatred of a, of a thousand suns for the Los Angeles Dodgers and their infinite checkbook and their COVID shortened championship uh, that doesn't count. Nope. There's an asterisk. Yeah. So it'll be cool to see. Uh, I will leave a note in Freddie Freeman's locker. That's for sure. Um, if you don't, if you aren't decked out in Braves gear on this tour, I'm going to be very, oh, I very will have a Braves hat on. I will take a picture of myself on the field <laughs> with my Braves hat on and I will tag Freddie Freeman in it on Twitter uh, and let him know that his mistake is one day will be forgiven, but it ain't today. Love that. Love that. Uh, this weekend for the Bush Clash, this is what your, or excuse me, next weekend for the Bush Clash, this is what your schedule looks like. Uh, NASCAR Mexico Series will be out there. Uh, they qualify yes. on Saturday uh, at 4.30 on FS1. And then the Cup Series is practice at 6 o'clock on Saturday on FS1. And then the heat races start. All of the heat races will be on FS1. Uh, heat race one at eight thirty. Heat race two at eight forty-five. Heat race three at nine, and then heat race number four at nine fifteen. That is all on Saturday, and then we flip the script over to Sunday. Uh, FS One NASCAR Mexico Series at four thirty p.m. The King Taco La Batala in El Calisico uh, starts at four thirty. That is the race. Perfect enunciation for all of those words. And then the Cup Series last chance qualifying race on Fox at six thirty. And then the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum, Bush, at 8 p.m. on Sunday on Fox.
Fox. And that is your schedule for this weekend for the Bush Light Clash at Coliseum. Yes, which is next weekend, not this Next weekend, sorry, yes. Keeps throwing me off. Yeah. Um, I wish wish the Mexico, I wish NASCAR Mexico race wasn't on FS1 because I don't get that with my cable package, which doesn't have any channels. Um, So I'll be able to watch the Fox one. Bryce, have you ever heard of illegal streaming? Oh yeah, it's absolutely where I'm going for the, yeah, 100. I mean that's where I watch if if NASCAR is not on Fox. Not or, that we endorse no, any such no activity. Allegedly, there are places on the internet where you can watch stuff like allegedly. We don't yeah. endorse that here on whatever this uh, track talk. I couldn't even remember the name of our own damn podcast for a <laughs> sometimes second. Motorsports. Sometimes motorsports. Sometimes motorsports. Yes, sometimes motorsports. Uh, we don't condone that at all here, but our inboxes are open. Just saying. Yeah, I posted that on Facebook today. <laughs> yes, <all. laughs> I've already had three people <laughs> take me up on that. Love that. Uh, yeah. Love um, that. Um, yes. So, yeah. Billy, Billy, what are the uh, what are some over-unders? We, uh, we get to your segment. You suffered through an hour of NASCAR talk. What are some of the segments? What are the over-unders that you got for us? All right. So. Over. We, oh. we, we've <laughs> stolen this from. From Chuck and Chernoff, uh, they, they they do what's called the audio vault, which is fine. Or, or did they steal it from us? No, we definitely stole it from them. It's, uh, it's fine. Well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Never know. So Matt Matt was actually bringing up the fact that he wants to do, uh, when we do the Braves over-unders on TM5, he wants to jump in with us so he can have it on the record. I like it. Um, well, Billy used to make me do it every year, but then he'd forget about it and he'd never go back to it. So yeah. this year when y'all did it in March or whatever, I just ignored it because I, I wasn't invited for some reason. And then <laughs> this is the year where at the end of the season, Billy pulls out the receipts. And I I thought that was an awesome segment. Like one of my favorite segments of the year. Uh, and then Bryce is in your, your the NFL one. Bryce was right. Bryce was wrong. <laughs> two, I mean, two of the absolute best segments I've heard. Just just, I mean, because you never know, and it's yeah. always fun to go back and, and look at your predictions. I have the so, college one next week. We're gonna we're gonna yes. I'm gonna break up the college in two. Uh, well, oh, Bryce is right. God. Bryce is wrong. College. Um, I think probably Tuesday and Thursday of next week. Yeah, I cannot wait for that. Yeah. So, uh, I figured we would do something along those lines with this NASCAR. I like and it. I, I invited our good friend Billy well. to come up with the topics because a his expert uh, tease in the subject matter. And B, I wanted you and I to be able to react live to them. So uh, this is a live segment. Neither of you have any idea what the 10 topics over under, or even if, I guess there's 10. Billy, is there 10? There's 10 and uh, prediction. Yeah. So like I said, uh, you and I, Bryce, have no idea what's coming. No, this is completely new. We will react live with our over unders. Okay. Take it away, Billy. Uh, Let's start with Matt here. Uh, You're both going to... Oh, but I want Matt to start off first. Five and a half crashes at Daytona 500. Five and a half. Okay, so is this... I have, Sorry. <laughs> I have to... This is five... This would be five cautions because of a crash. Yes, yes. Si- five so separate incidents. It's five. not five cars crashing in one, and that counts as five crashes. It has to be five right. separate incidents involving untold amount of cars um i'm gonna take the over i think it's the safe bet uh it, it's probably that's a really good it's a good number it's probably it's a good number it's, good it's, number. it's a good number i don't know if you pulled this straight from vegas or you made it up but it's that's that's probably 
right there at it. I'm going to take the over. Last year, Daytona was relatively tame. Um, so we should have probably a full moon and absolute chaos this year. I'm, I'm going to go with Matt. I'm also going to take take the over. on, And I'm going to preface this by saying I'm going to take the over as long as Ross Chastain and Bubba Wallace don't get in the same wreck at the same time. If, oh, yeah, that would. Yeah. If, if, so if the first wreck takes out Austin Dillon, Bubba Wallace, and Ross Chastain. No more wrecks the rest of the race. It may go caution-free the rest of the race. No more wrecks the rest of the race. I mean, the only one you've got left is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. That's the only. And he's the defending champion, so he may have pulled it together. Uh, time will tell. I mean, you've still got the wild, You've still got Carson Hosomar, who has no idea what he's doing Oh, he'll doing go full there. send out there, baby. Yeah. He'll go full I, send. With, you know, after the conversation we had earlier, I'm pretty confident in the over. <laughs> yeah, I'm going over as well. All right, starting with Bryce, three and a half track fights on the year. Three and a half track fights? Uh, I'm yes. going to go over is because... Series exclusive? Yeah, Ty Gibbs is still in this uh, series, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, give me the over. Three and a half. Yeah, give me four. Yeah, we're going to get four pushing and shoving uh, what NASCAR, I guess, calls fights. Um, yeah, give me give me the over on that one. And I will say half of those are with Ty Gibbs. Yeah, I'll I'll take the over as well. Uh, between Carson Hosevar and Ty Gibbs being in the series, uh, that's that's two fights right there. So you you're just banking on anybody else basically uh, getting tempers flared up. Uh, I would t- I would take the over on that easily. Chastain's that good for at least one confident. a year too. Yeah, Chastain will punish somebody. Uh, Bubba Wallace will throw a water bottle at somebody. Like it's, I'm taking the over on that one pretty confidently. All right, Matt, this one's near and dear to your heart. Uh, two and a half Monday races. Ooh, Ooh. oh, All that's right. a good um, one. That's a good one. Monday races, meaning that the Sunday race rained out, uh, or you know, some other act of God happened. We had how many last year? Three or four. We'll see. Charlotte, Dover, Atlanta. No, Atlanta was called early. It wasn't postponed. Michigan, three. You said two and a half? Yep. I'm going to take the under. And this is just hoping God's on my side. Give me the under. <laughs> give, me one, <laughs> give me one Monday race. And the, the hopes and dreams that I see my family is on Mondays this year. I, I can't tell you how many times you and I would talk during, you know, on a on a race weekend on on a Sunday when it got rained out, yeah. And you're like, dude, I am soaked from dude, head to toe. It was last year, and I've talked to some guys that have been doing this for a long time, and they say it has never been worse than it was last year. So I'm hoping that was an anomaly. It was some an El Nino year or something like that. Like I, I, and I hope I'm hoping for. Uh, dry weather and rubber grace tracks this year. Uh, Bryce, he took the under. Yeah, I'm going to take the under too. I think it's going to be bang on too. I like the number at two and a half. I think that's a really good number. I think it's going to be bang on too. I think we're at two this year. All right. Uh, Bryce, this starts with you. Uh, one and a half races end in controversy. Oh, way over. Oh, way over. Way over. Oh, <laughs> yeah, way over. I, I think that number should have been somewhere around 50%. Yeah. Um, it- yeah. I'm looking at 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going hell, we might we might be over one and a half by the time we get to Daytona 500. Uh the Bush yeah. the Bush clash and Daytona might both end in controversy, a controversy way over. Yeah. All right. Uh Matt, two and a half wins from Stuart Haas Racing. Ooh, Ooh. God. Ooh. 
career on the line here. Um, For the record, I told that number to somebody who's a NASCAR fan, and they said, that's over. Priest gets two at least on his own. Man, that's... Look, that's kind of where I'm at. And Matt I'm, just went I'm not, six to midnight. I'm not trying to be a homer here. I think, I think two for the 41 car is realistic. Basically, any short track um, or super speedway. Yeah, and and you can't count out Briscoe at any road course. Give me the over. Give me, I, but I'm going, just I'm going slim over. I'm going. Give me three, but that's still over. Um, give me the over. Yeah, give me the over as well. I think y'all are somewhere around four or five. I think Priest gets at least one this year, maybe two. Um, short tracks and, and super speedways last year, y'all had such a great package, man, and I, I look for that to continue this year. Like, give me the over. I think y'all are somewhere around four or five this year. I'll take Bryce. four or five just for the 41 car. <laughs> who will have more wins this year, Denny Hamlin or Chris Boucher? Chris who? I don't know how to pronounce Boosh! his name. You, you had it right. Yeah. He just he wanted to say that. Yeah, I just want to say Boucher. Um ew, that's a good one, man. Uh give me Chris Boucher. They both give me Chris Boucher. They both had three last year. Yeah. Give me Chris Boucher because I'm not a Denny Hamlin fan. Um so give me Boosh. Give me the Boucher. Yeah, give me Chris Boucher. I do I do think Roush is on the upswing. I do think Chris could easily win more than three races this year. Yeah. Uh, but I, my, my money's on Danny Hamlin. Like I, three wins for Hamlin is a down year. Um, if if he has anywhere close to an average year, he's he's competitive for five wins a year. So uh, I think Hamlin's the easy choice there. All right, Bryce. Uh, Chase Elliott wins six and a half. Way Ooh. under. Way under. Way under. Way under. He didn't this, win at all last year. This is the same Chase Elliott who didn't win last year, right? Yeah. Yes, but yeah. I, I was I was told this number. I was told this number by somebody else, and he said that the way he was racing last year, that person must before he got injured. <laughs> yeah, is, is that guy a I'm, Chase Elliott fan? <laughs> that guy must be from, from Dawsonville, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. did, did you I'm talk to Bill there. Elliott? Did Bill Elliott I'm make all- these? <laughs> I'm also taking the under Billy. I I do think he wins more than zero. Uh, I think zero is an anomaly, but I I don't. I'm not sure where his career is at at the moment. Not in a good place. I can tell you that the trajectory is not good right now for Chase Elliott. It definitely took with all the controversy mm-hmm. that went on last year, um, and just I I'm not going to speak on this more. But there are always rumors that cannot be repeated uh but there there were rumors about chase elliott last year in the garage whoa uh, speculative as to what kind of injury uh and or lack thereof was it the same injury tommy hansen had back in the day i like i said we're not going there the official word is that he broke his leg snowboarding and i'm gonna stick to that but there were certainly um chatter in the garage I don't know. I just hear things. I can't. I can't not hear what I'm told. Wow. Uh, but I can certainly not repeat it, and I will choose the latter there. But mentally, it puts me in a place where I don't know where his career is at. I don't know where it's headed. What, so was he hanging out with Lamar Odom? I'm not. Uh, we're we're done with this conversation. Wow. Uh, give me the uh, 
give me the under on six and a half. All right. This one's this one's gonna get uh, <laughs> Matt fired up here. Number is two and a half. Two and a half times that Kyle Larson wrecks Ryan Priest. <laughs> we, well, we were at a solid one left. Well, actually, we weren't even at a one because Kyle Larson wrecked himself <laughs> trying to wreck Ryan Priest. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. I'm going to take the under. I I think uh, while I expect those cars to be running closer than they were the majority of last year, I don't think Larson um, is that kind of driver. I, he certainly races his teammates pretty hard. So I, I don't know. I, I'd like to think that Priest and Larson both have enough respect for the equipment they're driving and the situations they're in to not get carried away with uh, because like, and there was never, I mean, that, that incident happened at Bristol dirt last year that in March on Easter weekend, and we had no more issues the, the rest of the year. There was nothing, not, it was settled. Uh, the crew chiefs both had a conversation with each other. Of course, uh, our crew chief, Chad Johnston being Kyle Larson's former crew chief on the number 42, uh, when he was in the target ride at Ganassi. Um, so there was, there's certainly history there. I think that's why, uh, we made radioactive because Chad was pretty fired up with uh, his former driver throwing a temper tantrum at at his. But I think there was a lot of pressure on Larson in that event too because Larson is the dirt guy, and so when you have a a modified guy with almost no dirt experience running faster lap times than the dirt guy, because um, if for anybody who doesn't remember, Priest was extremely competitive in that race last year. Um, what Larson we up, like a lap down or something when this happened? Uh, he was so I don't remember the order of events. He did go a lap down. Um, he he and we were not the only car he had an issue with, but he caught us after, or we caught him. No, he caught us. We had had a run in already, and he caught us. Um, we broke a tow link. I don't remember. I don't it's remember what happened. Back. Yeah. Yeah. I think, anyways, I, I think it came together us, and then he and caught he y'all. Tried, he tried to retaliate against us for an, uh, what had happened earlier. He tried to door us and wound up just dooring himself off of our door, spinning around, slamming the outside fence, uh, broke broke all kinds of suspension parts, and and that was it for his race. They hung it up. And then uh, he, he had some comments about us. Um, Ah, fans weren't too happy with y'all either. <clears throat> Who wasn't? Fans. Fans weren't too happy with the. Uh... Oh no! Yeah, no. We got. We were. I. I've never felt more like a villain in my life, and I <laughs> ate up every. I, mean, I have never had more fun in my life than being unanimously booed on our way out of uh, Bristol that night. That was that was freaking awesome, man. Um, I. I didn't. I. Never had a professional wrestling career, but I know which way now that it would have gone. <laughs> I <laughs> I ate up being a heel that night at Bristol, um, <laughs> and especially knowing that we didn't even do anything. That idiot wrecked himself off of us. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was it. Made it, and then they they were mad at us about their driver sucking. Like that was just the coolest thing in the world. Like uh, I know y'all all came here to see Dirt Jesus win, but. Um, he couldn't even he couldn't walk on dirt, let alone <laughs> dirt, water. Dirt Jesus. <laughs> dirt. dirt Jesus. Um, 
whatever. But dude, Kyle Larson fans, they worship. They are a cult. I will tell you that now. And he is insanely popular and insanely talented. Not taking anything. Oh, away he's a good from driver him. for sure. But yeah, but the dude, the dude wrecked himself trying to throw a temper tantrum out there at us, and we we were the bad guys because of it. Just <laughs> oh man, I've never had more fun. Um, yeah. All right, so, Bryce. Back to your, I'm taking the under. Uh, I'm taking the under as well. I don't. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna have a budding rivalry. I think it'd be fun if they did, but I, I don't see. I don't see Kyle Larson or Ryan Priest as one of the two that um, uh, that are gonna start a, a, a rivalry here. And I think right, uh, you right. know. To, hold on, sorry to cut you off, Billy. Just to, to end it. What what really ended it? And I mean, you can is the following week at Martinsville, but obviously tension's still passionate on both sides of the fan base. Um, we won the poll, kind of carried our chest kind of high about that um, to come back from, you know, play the villain part up to go win the po- win the poll and try to play spoiler, and uh, Kyle Larson wins the race. And so that kind of, I mean, that, that was the trump card, Every, the next weekend, wherever we were, Atlanta, um, Talladega, I don't remember. Uh, the crew chiefs talked and, and put it to bed. Uh, there were no incidents at Martinsville. It was just kind of the, we won the poll, but they won the race kind of deal. And we were, at that point, we were frustrated enough that we needed to focus on ourselves because nobody was touching us at Martinsville, and we threw it away with our own execution. We we threw away what we felt should have been, been a win. Um, so at that point, I think the, there any potential for a rivalry was put out uh, both by us realizing we need to, to worry about ourselves and not anybody else. And then of all teams to win the race, it was that team. So they kind of, you know, they obviously put it Bristol behind them because now they've won a race in, in victory lane. And we put it behind us because we didn't win a race we felt like we should have had nothing to do with them we needed to focus on us all right bryce eight and a half wins for ford uh over over i think ford got it together um i think they're very very strong in a lot of a lot of uh tracks um give me the over on that one i think i think they hit double digits pretty easy this year they had eight last year I'm going to take the over as well. Uh, I think some of the aerodynamic changes made in the offseason, the Fords, it's no secret that if you look at a picture, the front end of the Ford last year to this year, the the nose, the grill is much lower to the ground. Um, While the greenhouse has to be in the same place per NASCAR regulations, Ford did a lot of work in the offseason around the front fenders and the nose to get it lower and more aerodynamic. Uh, I, and this is mostly just hoping by being a Ford affiliated team, uh, what's good for Ford is good for me. I, I'm going to take the over as well. But Did you get that special piece of tape this year again? Which special piece of tape? That special special strip of tape on the front. You know, make it go faster. That was Denny Hamlin in the eleven. Yeah. In Toyota. Y'all didn't uh, y'all didn't steal that Double little uh, yeah, little piece of tape right there. It's all right. Cosmetic. We did. We had no issues last year. We didn't even have windshield bolts come loose at Talladega. We didn't. Our windshield bolts, if, for those who don't know the reference, that that's Kevin Harvick's team got disqualified after uh, Daytona or Talladega, where they finished second. 
but failed post-race tech for loose windshield, windshield bolts. And stupid. nobody knows how. The most crazy thing is how they just unscrewed themselves. Um, <laughs> it and, ironically enough, the car we flipped 14 times at Daytona, all the windshield <laughs> bolts, of all the things that came off that car, windshield bolts windshield weren't bolts one of them. So, uh, damn this thing. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. I'm going to get in so much trouble for this, this podcast. <clears throat> Anyways, love the four car. Love all those guys. <laughs> Inexplicable how that happened. Just, just the craziest thing. It's the NASCAR is a weird sport. Man. <laughs> it was the wind. It was the wind. Yeah, that's yeah. what they said. The, the wind on the windshield backed those bolts out. Uh, Fourteen flips at Daytona didn't. Almost lost your driver. Didn't lose any windshield bolts. All right. Uh, the final one I've got. Does Ford get a clean sweep in Atlanta? Ooh, no. I'm gonna say no. Just yeah. either more, just with the style that Atlanta is. It's a it's a restrictor plate. Everybody's game. We saw Corey LaJoy almost win it the other deer. The other deer. The other, the other year. year. Well, the other year. The other. There's a deer on the track. That's possible in Atlanta. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm gonna say no. Certainly, I hope we do. Um, but. The, the odds are not in our favor. The smart bet is no. Yeah, I got to go with no as well, just because the t- it's not that they don't have the capability um, to to get a clean sweep in Atlanta. It, Atlanta is just a super speedway, and, and crazy stuff happens. Like, uh, yeah, I will, uh, I'll take the no on that one as well. All right, this is quick without any kind of uh, okay. response or explanation to it. Give me your final four and your cup winner. Duh. Go, Bryce. I'm not even close. Uh, Final four, give me um, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Ross Chastain, and Martin Truex Jr. And give me Martin Truex Jr. as the champion. Oh, so he would, that would ride off into the sunset as a champion. Yep. Um, For my final four, give me Ryan Priest, Josh Berry, Noah Gregson, and Chase Briscoe. What a homer. Oh, uh, Jesus. All right. For real this time, uh, let's go, man, give me Denny Hamlin. That guy's been so close for so long. Yeah, I know you said no explanation. I'm trying to think this year. Give me Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr. <laughs> William Byron. And Brad Keselowski. Oh, that's a name out of left field. Yeah, I think Roush is man. I I really think Roush is on on the right track. All right, all right. And your winner, <clears throat> Keselowski. Give me the Ford. All right, I like it. I like it. Uh, that does it for me. Some F one news: Alpha Tauri is now Visa Cash App Red Bull or Visa Cash yeah. App RB. That will be the last time that name is said yeah. in entirety on this podcast. Moronic. dumb world we live in. Stupid. Um, you remember the movie Basketball? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's where we're at. Yeah, yeah. Very, like, very good shout. Force is just corporate sponsorship. Visa, no... Visa Cash App RB. Um, it started with baseball stadiums a couple years ago. And, and it it's, it's just been down. Naming Corporate naming rights are the dumbest thing in sports. I'm sorry if you are a Fortune 500 company listening to this podcast, which we all know you do. Don't lie. Of course. Don't try to hide. Yeah. Don't buy 
team or stadium names. No one is going to say them. Like, if you are the Daytona 500 presented by Allstate, you're the Daytona 500. You have just wasted all that money. Nobody's going to say that. I'm not going to call it Visa Cash App RB. I'm going to call it Alpha Towery. I'm going to call it Red Bull Junior. Yep. I'm going to call it whatever I want. Yep. I'm not going to, I'm not calling it, and especially the names that change, like what's the stadium in Miami now? Who even knows? Who knows? It's, yeah. It, it changes every year. Uh, I'm especially like, and then even worse, the most egregious offense in this category. Man, we are ranting today. I'm ranting today. Um, who was the idiot that bought Heinz Field that the Steelers play at? Like, somebody bought the naming rights of Heinz Field. It's not Heinz Field anymore. It's you can Aquisher. I can't, I can't tell you either. Doesn't matter. It's Heinz Field. It will forever be Heinz Field because that's what it's been forever. And nobody's going to call it anything else. Uh, it took me three years to call it Truist Park. So... For, well, it'll, for it'll still Georgia be the Staples Center out in LA too. Like, mm-hmm. I'll never call that yeah, Stub exactly. Hub Arena or whatever the hell it's called yeah, now. It's, and it's, even Staples it's still Center. Phillips Arena to me in Atlanta. I don't know what State Farm Arena. Don't care. Who cares? It's Phillips Arena. That's what it was. And I know Phillips is a corporate sponsor, like Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. That's a technically a corporate sponsor, but it rolls off the tongue easier. Yep. If anybody like okay, sticking with my bucks, uh, the training facility called One Buck Place from 1997 until 2022 when Advent Health bought the naming rights. It is now the Advent Health Training Center at One Buck Place. For this young boys. Do you know how many people have called it Advent Health Training Center at One Buck Place? Not a damn one, Bryce. It's One Buck Place. Always has been, always will be. Like, what a waste of money. You're, you're an idiot. If you, I get that if you want to put your name on a race car, that's one thing, but buying corporate naming rights especially to established venues. Dumbest thing in sports. Well, um, I'm done with my rant. Uh, we'll we'll touch that. on the 24-hour Daytona real quick. It kicks off tomorrow at 1.30. Um, all over. It's on NBC, Peacock, USA, IMSA TV. It's it's here, there, it's everywhere. Um, but it'll, it'll start 1.30 to 2.30 on NBC on Saturday, and then it ends on NBC from noon to 2. Uh, on Sunday, I'll, I'll be tuning in for the majority of this of this race, uh, especially Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, and probably Sunday Sunday morning. Um, and I believe you can stream uh, the entire thing on Peacock Premium in in the United States. I believe, um, and yeah, they're also not a commercial free stream. It's not a commercial free stream. No, that's oh. what I have been I have been informed because I was prepared to do that. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know that this race is nicknamed the 24 hours of commercial breaks in the <laughs> United States, uh, it's it's on seven different networks at 15 different times. You're channel surfing the entire time, and it's always on commercials. Um, I, a couple of years ago, found out, not that I've ever done this, I would never implicate myself, of course, um, but I found out that there may be international streams that you can find if you know where to look uh, that are the Radio Le Mans broadcast radio call um, with uh, I can't think of his name uh, infamous endurance um, racer I'm at racer infamous endurance announcer uh, and you can watch it without commercials so that's what I will um, I'll, I'll, 
it may or may not be on my TV if I can find it legally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, all right. Well, also, I, I, real, real quick, if uh, for anybody listening, I, we are a we have ties to West Georgia. Obviously, we're a, a racing podcast, and it's not exclusive to West Georgia. But no secret that the TM5 network and the majority of our audience are West Georgia based. There is a driver from West Georgia in the 24 Hours of Daytona. Ashton Harrison is a female race car driver out of Villa Rica, Georgia. She is racing for Wayne Taylor Racing in a Lamborghini GTD car in the GTD AM category. I'm sorry, yeah, GTD AM category. Um, so the number, I want to say 45 Lamborghini, I, black I and red that. Lamborghini. Yeah. Ashton Harrison from Villa Rica, Georgia is a driver in the 24 hours of Daytona. Did not if know you that. didn't have anybody to root for, there's your, there, there you go. There you go. West that, Georgia is being represented in one of the most prestigious auto races in the world. This that's weekend. pretty cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, all you right. You should try to get her on this podcast. I have, I, I will. Um, I have an actual work call in two minutes. Also, so also uh, just one last tidbit. They finished third. They finished on the podium. She finished third in this race last year. So not unrealistic to expect a podium or compete for a win this year. Obviously cool. Wayne Taylor is not a, for those who don't know, that's not a, that's not a shabby team in, in endurance racing. That's pretty cool. I'll have to, I'll have to hit her up and see if we can get her on the podcast. Uh, we will be back in two weeks, the week of the fifth through the ninth. We will recap all of the Bush Clash stuff, and then look forward to the Daytona 500 here on TM5's Track Talk.